uh, everyone says you'll like feel better, you know, if you talk to someone about sad stuff that you've been struggling with. And yeah. it, it just makes me more sad. I talked to somebody and it was like, now I'm sadder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you sometimes like want to listen to a sad song, but then you're like, now I feel like that song. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. I just get sadder and sadder and I listen to more sad songs and talk to more people about sad things. And then before I know it, it's been like a sad six months. Yeah. It's really brutal. I mean, I'm, I'm told that, uh, that we are going to start to see signs of improvement. Like, as we like pursue our therapy and recovery journeys, but like right I, now it's like, what do you, what I, do you even do? I know. And I heard a guy like two days ago in a meeting say, well, everybody's wondering if the glass is half full or half empty. I'm the guy who's looking around for a smaller glass, just pour it in there and it's overflowing. Oh God! I was like, I know that just made me, I don't know. I think all this is rooted in the fact that I feel like somehow I turned into just a worse son and sibling and just general human being than I thought I would. Oh, here we go. We got 10 10 seconds. Here we go. Get ready. Today, it is going to be partly cloudy and 72 degrees in Los Angeles right now. It is slow and go on the 405, the 101, the 110, and any other freeway you care to mention. This is the first day of the year 1998. The K-Pod 101.3 Morning Show hereby resolves to be the raddest morning show in the Southland. I am El Farto. Machine Bolt Kennedy is in the studio with me. Happy New Year to everyone listening as we drive you into the future right here on the Double D. Top of the morning to you on the is fine. Thursday morning, the first day of 1998. Man. First day of what 1998. What a year. What a year we just got through. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. A lot of uh, a lot of everything. Yeah, just a lot of you know, I never feel like things are too bad or things are too good. I just kind of think things are right in the middle and if you think about it for just a minute, they're pretty good. You know, relatively pretty speaking, good. yeah, it's relatively uh, speaking. We're very fortunate. Very fortunate. Hey, I, uh, I got a little news for you, actually, uh, oh, like, uh, like quite literally a little news about the news. So I'm at a party last night. I'm at like, <laughs> I'm at like six parties last night, right? You came in late. Uh, this was supposed to be my move day, right? I was supposed to be moving out of the apartment. Mm. Apartment fell through mm-hmm. my, my new apartment fell through. I was on the couch at 10 p.m. last night. I was were you? Out, I was I was out like a light. So you but were you, out before you raged, man. <laughs> you were out before midnight. I, you know, I sober partied. You know, it's yeah. something we can do. And I sober partied at six different places. Bumped into a friend of mine. I'm proud of you. You know, I don't. I just, I, you know, I'm not doing it for other people this time. You know, but um, but I bumped into a friend of mine. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, she is a music journalist. She writes at Spin. Uh, she writes at Rolling Stone. Her name is Maggie Sirota. So I get to talking with her, you know, and she's like, what's up with you guys? I heard you got arrested. All of our legal troubles are, are civil in nature. Okay. Yeah. I had to clear up about seven different things she had heard about us. Uh, and, uh, after doing that, some of those are public record. <laughs> I think. 
Look, I can just look at a court database and pull it up. I mean, I don't know how much you can really clear up, like, you know, through a vodka bottle, through the what? plate glass window at Toys R Us. Alfardo, turn to your left. Turn to your left and look over. Oh my in the God, news we have booth. a real journalist in our midst. <laughs> how about that? So I just, yeah, I, I told her the deal with Wanda, who she had heard was killed in a rock slide. Another thing I had to clarify uh, about who was yeah. and wasn't killed in a rock slide. Uh, we got through everything. Dude, I saw the Dateline episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I saw the Dateline. That episode. was a little weird. As, and, and we, came as far off, as we know, Wanda is alive and well and uh, with her newborn infant and not here with us uh, reading the news. And so that's why the news has been so bad on the show lately. You couldn't even make eye contact with Keith Morrison. <laughs> it's when he asked you if you did it's it. It's true. No, look, the thing I couldn't make contact with about was if you saw El Fardo, you saw that Dateline thing. There's a quote from us in there where we yeah. sound like absolute idiots. And I don't know how they edited it to make it sound like we are fools. But uh, there's a thing where they asked how we felt about our colleagues at the uh, rival station being killed uh, in a rock slide on Highway 1. And uh, our only quotes were something to the effect of, uh, we feel bad saying that it worked out for the best, but it really did because we moved up a notch in the numbers. It, it helped our careers. That's uh, that's uh, just an objective truth. Well, you that's, know? That's, it, that's, it, that's, that's an internal objective. That's not, a, that's not an outward facing, a public facing truth. But somehow they got this thing and mangled it and we look yeah. like jackasses anyway maybe we said it when we didn't think that the camera was rolling is that possible that Pick, could have been picked up a hot mic kind of situation did you guys hear that they found dj grundle's bloody soaked uh hawaiian shirt amid the wreckage that's terrible. No body, just the shirt. That's, yeah. that's really awful. Say what you want about whether or not they deserved their position as the as the number three morning team. Uh, that's no way to go. It's a shame. Yeah, I'm just saying, like numerically, we are higher in the in the like ratings rank than we were before. You know who uh, who Maggie got to meet last night? None other than Stephanie. I gotta tell you, I wow. am still. So in love. We are in this honeymoon period uh, that is just amazing. The glow from it is incredible. She's not sure she wants to be in a relationship. Uh, she just got out of a big relationship. So that's been a stumbling block. But um, we had this talk. You know, I went over to her house last Saturday and uh, she said she's not sure she's ready to do this. And I said, that's fine. I was actually really supportive. I was a little I was a little too supportive because, you know, that girl that smokes menthols out by the pool in the morning, sure, weekday sure. mornings at the Oakwood. She's caught my eye. I'm rolling out to do a morning show at five in the morning. She's the only person who's sitting by the pool smoking menthol. So, of course, we've said hello a few times. It's a pretty wild thing that she sits there on the chaise long. She smokes a mentholated cigarette and drinks a diet Dr. Pepper. And that's her morning. Well, it's very spiritual. You know, I mean, it, uh, you know, spirituality for other people doesn't have to look the way it looks for you. So I, Stephanie saw that I was way too happy about possibly not. Not being in a relationship. And so I was honest. I said, there's this uh, this woman at the apartment complex who smokes menthols by the pool in the morning. And if you, you know, maybe if as long as we're dating other people and then she all of a sudden was like, she wasn't telling me we're not dating, but she wasn't saying like, uh, you ever get booked for a voiceover job and they yeah. will. Yeah. There's like different levels of booking, right? There's like a hard booking 
Okay, that's just a booking. Then there's a, a soft hold, which means pencil us in, but we're not going to pay you if we don't use you. And then there's a right. hard hold, a firm hold. Right. A firm hold is put us in your schedule. Even if we don't use you, we're going to pay you. Uh, yeah, so there's she, like a, a kill fee if you don't. A if, kill if the, fee. If the jog doesn't go. Yeah. So I feel like. Hey, question like, for you. Yeah. Like, I know Stephanie. Was that you at Stephanie's house the other night? There's a dude that came by and he was ringing the doorbell and just Stephanie just looks at me and goes like, all right, just get down, get down. Like, like it was trick or treat or something. Like, get down. Just don't move. Well, this is what I was coming by to. He's just going to ring a couple oh, times God. and go, and he'll just go away. Just stay still. Don't move. Make no sounds. Maggie, this is I don't want to. I, 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 I don't really want to yeah. embarrass who the, the man who is essentially my landlord, Machine Bolt Kennedy, live I'm on the air. Not. Do you get a sense from Steph that she is into this at all? Because, you know. She, I hear these details. Listen. I just don't know if it was you or if it was one of the other dudes. You can't really keep them no, straight. No, 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 no. I don't think I'm there's... not trying to speak out of school about my friend. Yeah, but, no, see. You know, it's like kind of a little bit of a revolving door over there, so I don't know. I don't think there's other guys. I think it's just, I, we're in that, that, that really heady honeymoon kind of puppy love period, and things are a little choppy that way. You know, I mean, I, she's essentially put me, like I was saying about the voiceover jobs, she's put me on a soft hold. You know, we're not, I, we're penciled yeah. in, but you know. See, here's the thing. Why haven't I heard Stephanie ever mention you to me? She's mad. Oh, oh, that's that's the nagging. That's the nagging thing. Like I've, I've known Stephanie since high school. Why is Maggie? I never heard your name. Maggie. I've tried to meet her a couple times too, and it always seems like there's an excuse why this time yeah. it's not going to work. You too. You too. Hello. She's probably mentioning by mentioning me by my air name. Okay, Maggie, you wouldn't probably recognize that right off the bat. You know, if she's saying, oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Machine Bolt tonight, you'd probably be like, oh, right, she's going to yeah. go see some movie but, at, uh, you know, at the City Walk. I don't know what it is. Or, or, like or the Machine sci-fi. Bolt is like the product name of something you'd pick up at an adult bookstore. Wow. It sounds like the name of a Steven Seagal character. <laughs> like after he, like, like that was his nickname <laughs> in the CIA. And then like, now I mean, he has to avenge his wife and family. Oh no, Machine Bolt. Machine bolts coming. Right. I mean, Why there are kind of a bolt? lot of machine of uh, Seagal movie posters up on the walls in your apartment. Machine bolt. Is Not that? Is there a connection there? Uh, there's like a few. Listen, I would have gone by machine gun. Somebody already licensed it, and the FCC told me machine <laughs> bolt was available. It was like eighty nine dollars to to basically own it on the airwaves for seven years. I mean, that's a deal. Is, does, do you think that the value of the name Machine Bold has increased, that the renewal fee is going to be onerous? I had not thought, oh, God, it is. Yes. Yes, I think it will. And what's worse is I'm kind of fueling, I'm driving the price up by being on the air. Every time another morning team goes off a cliff, the, the price goes up, you know? I feel like there are so many spiritual maxims that start with that sentence. Wow. Well, uh, it sounds like uh, things are going great between you and Stephanie. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that if Maggie speaks to her off air sometime, she can get the skinny for us. But uh, in the meantime, we need to move on. Lynn uh, left some of these audience test cards for us here. Like almost nobody from the station has been in for the last two weeks, but for some reason we're required to come in. Uh, during the holiday season, uh, and uh, they left all this busy work for us here. Uh, 
These are test cards that uh, something called Apple Broadcast. People on their home computers uh, leave these reviews, and uh, apparently they make a, a, a big difference in uh, in in helping us work our way up the on-air charts. Um, and uh, what are we supposed to do? Just read these? Do you want to take this first one? Yeah, I just uh, this one they give us like a star rating. So this this person gave us this listener gave us five stars, which I'm hoping is that's the highest great. you can get. And if it's a ten star yeah. system, that's not much. But oh, I'm hoping it's a five star system. And they say occupies a weirdly specific spot in the comedy continuum. Oh, college student that I find hard to <laughs> yeah, explain. That's a ten dollar word. It's a 10-star system and a $10 word. Yeah, and they find it hard to explain. Uh, you should definitely listen to these two. I love the hot mic moments of quiet introspection and self-doubt. Self-doubt. Hmm. What does that mean? Does that mean we're not? I always feel like Is this. I've always felt confident. Now I'm. Is this like the Dateline thing? Or they caught us. Oh. Is there something going on where we think the mics are off and they're actually how, not? But how have I ever come off? I mean, honestly, seriously, top of the morning to you after a 101.3 minute rock block is one of the most confident open phrases of anybody in the Southern Absolutely. California market. Absolutely. When do I ever come off as that? When do I come off? You know, I mean, I know my... I know my chin's weird. Maggie, when I saw you at the party last night, you asked me if I was okay because I was pushing my chin out so far. I know I have a weak chin. I overcompensate for that, but this is a weird, this is a weird listener. Okay, review. but I mean, did you have to wear this prosthetic is my question. It's not a prosthetic. It's just a, it's a, it's like a latex appliance. It's a, every, half of the movies you love, the leading men wear these things. Yeah, they're standing on apple boxes. They've got they've got chin augmentations. This whole city so, I mean, is, is an is illusion. The premise that like you're this the leading man of your own life. Ooh, I like that. That's a nice. I mean, that's, that's aspirational. Nice, they should have a precious keepsake over at Annie's Hallmark that says, "Be the leading man of your own life." I mean, feel free to use that the next time at your next meeting. Yeah, wow. We probably shouldn't bring up Annie's Hallmark on air. And uh, I'm just looking at this next uh, this next card here. And this may be another bit of legal hot water for us. It says, third attempt to reach you. I've tried calling the station, writing a letter, and even tried to stop by. Your troglodytic road guy threw a beer through my windshield while I was driving on the 405 and concussed my carpool passenger. I insist on reimbursement for the damage caused, or you will hear from my lawyer. This is this is uh, also a five-star uh, rating of our show. Now I'm really worried that it is in fact a ten-star system. What's with the what's with the crazy words too? Just the troglodytic. And the uh, the uh, Maggie, you're a journalist. What does that mean? Um, I guess they scored above a seven hundred on the SAT. Oh, and the verbal. Oh, I didn't even crack seven hundred uh, across both tests. <laughs> well, there you go. Between continuum wow. troglodytic, some thesauruses are getting the workout. Let me ask you this: <laughs> Who goes to college and then wastes their time 
doing Apple Broadcast listener cards. What even is Apple Broadcast? It's like a service of some kind where they uh, they rate shows, I guess. Have they never heard of the portable people meter? I mean, come on. Do we need this? It's, it's more Silicon Valley. There's a better way to do everything, apparently. Yeah. Let me tell you two things. Silicon Valley is a trend. And number two, FM radio is always going to be a cultural powerhouse linked to young people. We have a couple of calls to play. Fans are calling in. They're pumped to be spending their mornings with SoCal's most rad morning duo. Uh, yeah, we, we do have kind of a new way of framing it. The, uh, because of our, you know... A volatile uh, state in the uh, in the rating system. They decided to kind of stop leaning on our number and just start. You know, we're just the raddest morning duo. But uh, yeah, what are, what are these calls that we have to play? Let's see, what we got here. Hey there, guys. This is Fajita Jones here in Glendale again. Last week I get hit in the face with a molten sweet roll, and this week I get a back injury because I decided to accept the cool days back stack cold rack and ice hat as part of a settlement to not sue you. What's next? A suggestion to adopt a bobcat from the local shelter? Oh. You guys need to be more responsible with who you're advertising. Bye. Wow. Why does anyone <laughs> do anything? Maggie, why do you do you get calls like this when you when you write things about music at Spin Magazine and Rolling Stone? Like why is it why are any of us trying to do something positive? I just want to know when can we go adopt that bobcat? Do they do I mean, that? That sounds yeah, great. That really yeah, did pique like, my interest. They're so cute as kittens. Yeah. You know, Slash had one. Slash had a bobcat, a baby bobcat, or a baby mountain lion named Curtis. And he brought it to the Four Seasons one night. It was during, <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was like back during like the Use Your Illusion uh, period. Oh, he That's has a it. whole room of venomous reptiles in his house. Wow. I mean, I would, I would expect nothing less of Slash. And uh, I think there was a, I think there was a uh, earthquake one night. And a couple of the uh, more poisoned, more deadly animals got out, and he discovered one in his toilet. Better that he discovers it than, like, a house guest, right? I mean, that's happened over at the Oakwood a couple of times where, uh, you know, a, a vermin of some kind has, has been waiting for me in the toilet bowl when I, you know, wandered in there off the couch in the middle of the night. What I'm trying to say, Machine Bolt, is maybe we need to start, like, taking kitchen cleanliness a little bit more seriously. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the fact that Slash has a, a, all these venomous snakes in his house. But yeah? The, uh, yeah. Did you hear the guy? The guy from uh, from Everclear has uh, one very pensive koi in a pond at his house. Just one. I like how the koi has a little bleached goatee. I've seen the koi. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe there hasn't been a, an Everclear album called Koi with a hit single called Koi in my backyard alone in this pond. Boy, you really give that guy the wood. I you, give you, him, you, have, I, you know, he, he just he has a flair <laughs> for the obvious. Wow. In your yeah. eye, Art Alexakis. Listen, I think we got to find out. And I, I've been trying. I've been putting this off because I'm so nervous. But I want to, but Maggie, I want to a, see a real news professional. And like, could you do our news here on KPODD 101.3 FM on this first day of 1998? Give us a little outlook of what we're looking at with news items. And, uh, and, you know, listen, maybe Wanda's listening. Maybe she's not, but, uh, 
Are there any like subliminal messages to her in this copy? I just want to make sure. We don't prepare any of the, any of the copy. I think, uh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how this happens. I think that Lynn probably has somebody put it together. Okay, great, I'm not really sure. I just want to make sure. I just don't want to be responsible for like a murder suicide or something. Oh, uh, one no, is one no, is probably the most no. stable person I've ever met. So I, I don't think stable. that that's. And I great. tried to clarify this last night that the only deaths were our rivals, and that was a natural situation with a rock slide. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. an act of God. Okay, all right, we ready? Is there like an intro music to go? Doo, 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 I think like, that was pretty good. That yeah, right that's, that's, like, that's actually a great that's, idea. We should consider that for the show. But wait, it's well, literally me, uh, more than here's uh, papers rustling. Oh, the yeah. All of this is more than than El Farto of I have done. <laughs> El Farto and I have not done a fraction of of the of the production value you're bringing to this already. Today, January 1st, 1998, California has become the first state in the country to prohibit indoor smoking in night spots, bars, bar restaurant combinations, bingo parlors, card rooms and casinos, cigar bars on a statewide basis. The state is focusing now on easing the transition for business owners, activating public support for the law. In other words, getting people to follow it and working to thwart tobacco industry efforts to undermine the new law. I mean, I'm not a paid shill for the tobacco industry, but I think this sucks. Yeah. I'm sure it's only a phase. You'll you'll be smoking in bars again in like two weeks. Listen, if I want if it. I want to go to a Chuck E. Cheese and watch my nephew jump into a ball pit while blowing a butt, I think that that's my right as an American. I mean, I draw the line at like just smoking in the hospital. You know, yeah. like I was watching Jaws the other day, and it was like, oh wow. I mean, I know it's not like at the top of Mayor Vaughn's sins, but. When I saw him smoking in the emergency room, I was like, dude, come on. But, but how do you take the edge off a stressful situation like being in the emergency room if not smoking a cigarette? I mean, that's that's my take on the subject. Like, I get it. Mayor Vaughn's kids were in, on that beach, too. Like, doesn't mean you got to drink over it or smoke over it. It's what my sponsor tells Listen, me. Listen, I participate in a certain anonymous organization ever since we got suspended. And, and when we got back from Malibu, I go down to, like, the local rec center, sit in a circle have a cup of coffee and a smoke and uh, talk about some things that I'm not proud of in my life. Am I not going to be able to smoke in that context? My God, you've just said everything except the fact that it's Narcotics Anonymous. Well done. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying for anyone that was having a, having a tough time carrying the five. Well, I didn't mean to break your anonymity, but my God, you did like a roll call with everybody's last name just about, but you wouldn't say the name of the place of the meeting. This news really makes me uncomfortable. Maybe we should move on to the next story. With pleasure. Earlier this week, the Spice Girls scored their eighth UK number one single with Goodbye. The first single oh. without Jerry Hallowell. I didn't think they could do it. Yeah, I didn't Ginger's know. gone. It gave the group the number one Christmas song for the third year in a row, equaling the record set by the Beatles from 1963, 64, and 65. I mean, are we thinking that the Spice Girls are going to have the, the same long-term impact that the Beatles had? I think so. Maggie? Um, I'm hoping for at least three or four more movies. Yeah, that was a good movie. I'm not really the target demographic of that movie, but uh, we got it on VHS when we were up in uh, Malibu, and uh, I thought it was really terrific. Yeah, yeah, they only had... Uh, really positive, colorful movies up at New Horizons. And that was one that I loved. I have a real emotional bond with that film. Okay, so looking back on the year 1997, Nike shoes, suicide, and aliens. Following an anonymous tip, police enter a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, an exclusive suburb of San Diego, California, 
and discovered 39 victims of a mass suicide. The deceased were all found lying peaceably in matching dark clothes and Nike sneakers and in no noticeable, noticeable signs of blood or trauma. It was later revealed that the men and women were members of the Heaven's Gate religious cult, whose leaders preached that suicide would allow them to leave their bodily containers and enter an alien spacecraft hidden behind the Halley Bob Comet. Uh, that wow. was a uh, pretty dark chapter in 97. I wasn't paying a ton of attention when that happened, but uh, that is that is really brutal. That's that's tough stuff. I mean, well, uh, you imagine being so devoted to a leader that you uh, drink the literal Kool-Aid? I wish I had yeah. a dollar for every dude who was like at a party telling me that he could facilitate my escape from my bodily container and enter an alien spacecraft behind a comet. Yeah, I mean, that is a pretty solid bit of business as far as pickup yeah, lines go. Yeah, it's like the oldest, the oldest trick in the book. I, I mean, has uh, it ever not worked, though, Maggie? I mean, be honest. I know, we're kind of getting into some things I'm not proud of. Um, I don't know if this is the venue. You've already heard my last name. But on a brighter note, Titanic was a nautical disaster, but it really worked as a film. The film starred Leonardo DiCaprio, who played Jack, who was now really on his way to becoming a bona fide Hollywood heartthrob. It was directed by James Cameron and code star Kate Winslet, who took on the role of Rose. And the movie seems to be ushering in an era where films gross more money than most countries make in a year. Wow. I like Maggie doing the news. Well done. Perfect. It's 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 a real thrill. And I love you really really have a flair for the language. I mean, I, th I think that, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, a, a film... Uh, generating revenues that are equal to the sovereign debts of most sub-Saharan African countries is uh, is just a great way of thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I like about Maggie. She just comes in. I mean, granted, we've both, I think, been awake at parties uh, for most of the night, but uh, I lost track of her around, around 9 or 10 p.m., and I went off to some other thing in the valley and then back over the hill to uh, something in West Hollywood. But my point is... But you were being good the whole time, right? I was, I was sober partying. I was being good. I was, uh, I was maintaining a conscious contact. And my point is, for the shape that we're both in, I like that Maggie just comes in here and goes, here's the deal. They're going to... Here's, here's how she does it. Hey, California, starting today, can't smoke in bars or pretty much anywhere. I don't think it's going to last. She's showing us a yeah. new way is, is what she's she doing. Um, yeah. So on the subject of partying, can you still do that trick where you're just like falling down drunk at 4 a.m. and then you go into the bathroom and then you walk out and suddenly you're sober enough to drive to another party? I can't do that trick anymore because I'm going to. Here's something they say at the Magic Castle. You should never tell people how a trick is done. Okay. I heard a guy say that oh, on yeah, stage. Yeah. A magician never reveals his method. That's how he phrased it. Mm. I, I'm just picturing the chewing out that Gene would give us if you if you said the last half of that anecdote. And I, I'm, I'm glad you're going to with, withhold it. That's, uh, literally, <laughs> that's literally why I bailed out. I suddenly just remembered, wait a minute. Didn't I lose my job for six months and have to go hang around with a bunch of people in folding metal chairs on a beach? Uh, maybe I should not talk about my secret system. 
Uh, well, I think we uh, should probably. I mean, I uh, I know that we all have tickets to go see Titanic after this, so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about that. We we got to get out of here, but before we go, we got to promote uh, the remote we're doing tomorrow. Uh, crash into a bottomless hot wing basket with your choice of ranch, blue cheese, or honey mustard dipping sauce in our live remote tomorrow, on the second of January, 1998, at the Wings Cafe at the Fullerton Municipal Airport, right on the border of Fullerton and Buena Park. It's Orange County's Regional Relief Airport, and it's hosting the raddest morning team in the Southland. Attendees will have opportunities to have their picture taken with civilian employees of the Orange County Fire Authority and the helicopters they maintain at the airfield, and enjoy an exhibit about the time in 1992 when two planes from the Fullerton Municipal Airport crashed into Buena Park neighborhoods in a span of only eight days. That's live this Friday. Uh, That's going to be an exciting remote it's a bit of a haul from uh from van nice but we'll, we'll make it hey it looks like we've got one more call here uh to roll it looks like uh, the lines have been lighting up like crazy and i yeah, think the voicemail is full who do we have here hey stephanie I had a great time on our date yesterday i'm starting to think that you might have given me the wrong number anyway call me back you know the number what what that is that the same Stephanie that we've been talking about this whole time? Why is he calling here for Stephanie? Did you give him a fake number? Does she do that, Maggie? I think she gives out various numbers. I mean, well, I mean, how do you really define fake? What is real? Why would she? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a real phone number. Right. It just doesn't I mean, go to her. As far it is a phone number. Well, wow. I, so he had a fun time on the last... Well, let's wrap this up. It was great having Maggie Sirota from Spin Magazine and Rolling Stone here to do the news today. Uh, Maggie, I am so glad I bumped into you last night. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming over to KPODD today, and I hope that you're going to make it back over here oh, soon. I would love to. Well, that's uh, that's it for our broadcast today. Uh, check out a Chocolate Block with Rock Music Block coming at you right now. Oh, it's quiet.